Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Joe Steensma, who has been a guest before. This is how much I love Joe. He is a successful scientist and entrepreneur who focuses on the relationship between human health and the natural environment. And every time I talk to Joe, I just learn more and more and love it and love the shirt. For anybody that's getting to watch this live on Facebook, he's got an awesome bird shirt on. And I guarantee he's probably seen all those birds, know what their names are, can do the bird calls. <laughs> Old thing, right? I, guess, I think so. I'm pretty sure I've seen these. That's so awesome. So, okay. So first of all, we met through TEDx. You've done two talks with TEDx. Um, the first one you talked about, let's see, what was it? Birds, biology, and business. And then you were also part of our big change, little change, where you talked about climate change and crazy things about ticks that I had no idea. So we have so much to talk about. Where should we start? Uh, I don't know. We talked about... Where have you been lately? I mean, you, you travel. Have you, have you been able to travel again? No, not really. Um, I've done a little bit. I've, I've gone, uh, I've done some road trips, a lot of local road trips. I mean, I've been exploring Missouri's, um, state parks. I've been trying to go to all the natural areas, um, throughout Missouri, the conservation areas I've got, you know, ticking them off one by one. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, I did, I did make a long road trip. Um, and just packed up my youngest son and we drove to Maine and, uh, we socially distanced I'm going from to Maine. Oh God. I'm doing, I'm going to Maine soon. What should I like pay attention to while I'm up there? Oh my goodness. I got, I mean, I got a list. I mean, you could spend, you could spend a year in Maine and go to all the beautiful places and not touch them all. I mean, it's just, there are so many things to see. Of course, I'm a bird guy, and so we're we were trying to take off some birds, and yeah, I mean, I got a I got a a list. Uh, Panit Manan Island is a uh, is something to see if you're going this time of year. You should go because you should see the puffins. Um, oh, cool! I had no ever, idea. You know, the little puffins, the one with the big yeah. beaks. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So. Petit Manan Island, which is not too far from Acadia National Park, which of course you're going to, right? Yes, I am. I have been told. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Um, uh, Baxter State Park up that way. It's so beautiful. It's just like unbelievable. Uh, Kennebec River, do some whitewater rafting. I mean, I love Maine. Do your main thing. That's what they say. I'm going to do the main thing. I'm going, yeah, I've never been to Maine. And so my daughter and I decided we, we were going to stick to the States this year because, I mean, I don't know. It seems like traveling outside of the States seemed hard. <laughs> like, let's yeah. just go somewhere in here. And we decided to do Boston for a few days and then run up to Maine and go up and down the coast and just see what there is. I'm excited. No, you're 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 doing you're gonna do great. Acadia National Park and that whole area is beautiful. Uh, you have to do that. Um, so I got lots of recommendations. I can peel them off to you uh, offline. And these these are a lot of the thing about me is I go to wherever I go. 
I go to the most off the map places that you can go to. The, the hardest to get to places, so to speak, because that's where the most reward is um, for wildlife, for, for beauty and stuff. So I, I, I mean, I've, I've driven back roads for hours and hours and hours just trying to find the best bird watching hotspot or whatever. So it's so, so cool. great. Well, but what's so crazy is you were also uh, talking about how just right here in St. Louis, there's all these hidden gems of places we don't know about. Oh my gosh. It's so, um, and this is not shameless self-promotion, um, because it's self-promotion is just, there is some shame. So, <laughs> there you go. I wrote, I wrote this book, just happened to be sitting here. Honest to goodness. I just happened to see it. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on plugging this, this Amazon well, hot neither seller. was I, but I totally wanted to, I want you to tell us like the, we so, can't get it all done in one podcast. People, you got to read this book. So this is called uh, a guide to finding birds along the Illinois river flyway. And the reason I wrote it with a, a friend of mine, his name's Colin. It's a great story of how we wrote this book too. It's a fantastic story is for about, I mean, for, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of exploring this area, bird watching, and people will always tell me, oh, well, there's nothing to do around here. You know, you have to drive so far to see. And I'm like, holy cow, are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, this is right here for wildlife, this area. It's like the, especially for birds, but for other wildlife too. This is like this, this is the Silk Road. I mean, you have the Missouri River, which is the east, west, east, west major landmark from from Montana all the way over. You have Mississippi, obviously, from from nearly Canada all the way down, and then you have the Illinois River. And these three major flyways are the landmarks that birds, even when they get lost, and so you'll see stuff in St. Louis and around here that you won't see anywhere else. It's just crazy. I mean, which amazes me. I would have never, ever had I never talked to you or known of you. I would not have recognized. And this is the this is your words that we what you said, the Silk Road. But this is the Silk Road of birds. All the birds you can imagine come through here. It amazes me. Yeah. 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 So a couple of years ago, I mean, we had a, a, um, a gargany which is a, an Asian duck um, come through. I had a lesser green shank. I mean, I'm just going to rattle off some cool names. I mean, it, just go. You know, if nothing else, I mean, it, like the lesser green shank, which, in, which is also a Eurasian bird. I mean, you shouldn't be here, but we get, we see them here. It's because they're just, there's nowhere else. But yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I love it. And when we moved here, when, when I moved, because I, I went to grad school here and then I lived here for several years and then moved back to Indiana where I was from. And then when I was deciding whether or not to move back to Wash U to, to, to be a professor, my, uh, you know, we had some conversations. It was hard to leave and everything. And my youngest said, I said, well, what do you think, buddy? And, and he was maybe seven at the time. He said, the bird watching's good there. <laughs> yes it is does he take after dad he's into the bird watching thing he he does he's very good he's 
he's now 14. Um, and so, yes, he's a great birder and he's still very good. And he'll still follow whether or not, like, he'll, he'll follow the, the migrations and stuff. But unless, unless there's something really cool to see, he's probably going to be one of playing basketball with his buddies or something, but yeah, well, he's at that age, but you yeah. know, they got, they, they get, they get very focused on their friends for a while. Yeah. And they, he's got to fledge his, he got to fledge the nest, right? Yeah. Gotta there fledge. You go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I was going to say if, if, if people, if people are from around the St. Louis area and they, and they're like, okay, prove it to me, prove it to me. Where do I go? You know, one of the places that's a hidden gem in St. Louis is Crevecore Marsh. So there's Crevecore Park, which everybody around the area probably who, who knows about because it's a big lake and stuff. To the west of that, there's this other area that's a marsh. Now, when you walk into it, it doesn't look like much. And you're like, are you sure? Come on. And then you turn a couple corners and then you're out into it. And it's this vast expanse. Um, there's hundreds and hundreds of acres. It's just, it's, it's a, it's the fantastic place to see wildlife. I saw, I was there the other day. I saw a mink, a beaver. Um, I saw, uh, I saw uh, about 120 species of birds. So, I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, six species of snakes, skinks. So yeah, it's just crazy. That's my now, top spot. Insane. I have to imagine that you have such a trained eye. You're going to see a lot more than the average person. Do yeah, you? Probably. Do you? Are you walking along, or do you spend time just sitting and being really, really quiet? What's your? Oh. What's no, your way my, to? My, how do you do it? People got. See, this is what we got to get rid of: is this idea that there's a, a way to do it. And the truth is you do your thing. You know, the animals are going to do their thing. You do your thing. If you want to walk around with a bass drum, boom, 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 boom. You know, <laughs> it's fine. You won't see anything but flowers, but, um, but you know, while some wildlife gets scared by humans, a little tip I, I can tell you that people don't know is they think that you have to be quiet as a church, church mouse. What I always like to say is that quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. And, and the, the thing is, is you don't, you, birds, particularly birds, some mammals, they'll scurry before and snakes and stuff, but, but birds in particular, they don't, they're like, eh, that person's ground bound. They're not going to get me. So, you know, just don't be too loud. If you're, if you're walking and just talking in a normal voice, they'll, they'll come around. Um, so that's what I do. Um, but I do like to, I, I move, I'm, I stick and move. Gotcha. <laughs> so Creepcore Marsh, I've never heard of it. I've never been there. I had no idea that in Creepcore there were these hundreds of acres. Yeah, no it's, idea. It's, it's actually, I think it's in Maryland Heights technically, but yeah. Um, yep. And uh, it's, it's great. That whole area is fantastic. Uh, so another place that people don't know about around here um, is Columbia Bottom, uh, which is out by Spanish Lakes. Um, the north part of St. Louis, a fantastic, fantastic bird watching out there. Great wildlife. Um, yeah, 
uh, of course, Riverlands, that's Riverlands, the Audubon Center at Riverlands. That's probably one of the top 10 birdwatching places in the country. Um, really? Yeah. Ah, yeah. I mean, cool. it's, uh, it can be amazing. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this is where it's at. St. Louis, this is. I'll be darn. I had no idea. Now, I, I had talked to you before. I live in a loft downtown St. Louis, and I was, there was a ton of crows hanging out here for a while. I haven't, I haven't seen them in a while, but crows were everywhere here for a while. And we were talking about how amazingly intelligent crows are. People don't oh, yeah. realize how intelligent they are. Yeah, okay. That, so that family of birds, remember, remember from biology? Ken poured coffee on Fred's good shirt. So um, I have another one, but it's not safe for a radio <laughs> podcast. It's, well, it's a free for all here. We're not, I, don't, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the, the federal government's like, what is Mitch talking about today? Uh, no, <laughs> this is, I just don't want it to be recorded for posterity. I don't want my kids okay. to know. Gotcha. But uh, Fred is, is a family. So kingdom phylum class order, fair genus species. Um, so there's a family of birds that that uh, crows belong to called corvidae, uh, and so typically called the corvids, which includes crows, ravens, jays, magpies. That those groups, they're just super brainy. They are so damn smart. All of them, all of them are so smart. Uh, they can do things that other birds just can't seem to do. Um, they have consciousness. They think. They play. Uh, but you know, they solve problems. Um, they can pick, they can pick locks. I oh mean, my gosh. These, they, they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, 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 these guys, um, they're pretty clever. Um, and most people, maybe some people don't know this who are watching, um, or listening. So a group of crows. So, so you have a raft of ducks a flock of geese and every grouping of birds has its own quote unquote name and a, and a grouping of crows is called a murder. Why is that? I don't know. Do we know why that is? Some of this stuff is kind of, kind of weird, but I guess maybe because they were always associated with bad things. They're kind of dark and men men menacing and interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the crows really care, but, <laughs> but it sounds yeah. weird to me. A murder of crows. It's like, that sounds like a mystery novel. I wonder if, I mean, I don't know which came first. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe or the name <laughs> for yeah. the, but, you know, cause Edgar was, he, he had a thing about using the crows as harbingers of death. And I don't know right. which came first. Um, I don't know. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. When you find out, let me know. Or I'm sure we can just Google it. Somebody yeah. will know. Yeah, Wikipedia has a page on it, possibly. Probably. <laughs> um, so I have some fun questions that I want to ask you. Okay. I mean, Fire. as if we've had fun questions, but all right. Is there a bird that you have not seen that you really want to see? That you've like in real life, you've never seen this one bird and you really want to see that bird. Oh, gosh. Thousands. Like thousands. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, and, and I, I, have, I have bird envy. Like, I'll see people post pictures of, on Facebook, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, that lucky son of a, you know. 
I mean, <laughs> and and then if they if they report it like several times, I'll be like, that's where I really get mad. I'm like, now you're just showing off. I mean, like, why would you? Do- <laughs> what kind of jerk does that? Like, okay, cool. I got I got this. Hey guys, I got this really cool picture of a northern hawk owl. Look at this. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, whatever. Fine. Okay. Good. Thank you. I get it. That's nice. Good for you. We're happy for you. Right. At that point, <laughs> we're all happy for you. And now they're like, oh, he's back. Click, click. Oh, looky here. I found him again. And that's where it's like, you know, now you just want to go up and you want to take their camera and throw it on the ground. (laughs) Stop that. All right. Just quit bragging about it. Okay. (laughs) So the the, bird I just mentioned, I have seen it in flight, the Northern Hawk Owl. And it's it's a Canadian, it's primarily in Canada. We'll get them down like Northern Minnesota, we'll get them into Montana and to the Montane regions and stuff. Um, but I have not um, really seen it. I've only seen it in flight. Gotcha. And so uh, I really want to get a good look at that. That's probably in North America. I, th- I mean, there, I got, so this, like Alaska is its own thing, but in the lower 48, I think, think I've seen them all. I may have a couple left. Um, but yeah, I've kind of I've kind of been through now. I, I I haven't seen each individual. That's my goal. People say, do you have a do you have a life list goal? I say yes, I want to see every individual bird. Every well, single that's bird. A, that's a lot of birds. I know. And and that way I'll never be done. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You just have to live really long. And that I, yeah, but then there, uh, presumably there's more birds getting born so or hatched. And so it's like, I, I'm kind of hoping that, that uh, yeah, I mean, I'll never be done. That's the cool thing. There you People go. Say, and they say, oh, what's that bird's name? And I'll be like, I don't know, Paul, Ron, <laughs> Steve. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I call it. Um, but uh, so, no, I kind of look at them all as individuals. And um Very uh, cool. So that's the northern hawk owl is the one that I need to see. Northern hawk owl. I'll be on the lookout, and if I see it, I'll just post a picture. Let you know. Don't let me know. Just post it on Facebook with sixteen pictures. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then I'll be like, it's my friend now. I'm going to do a podcast with it. You do a podcast with it. I'll be like, (laughs) I taught it to talk. We're total good buddies now. I'll be like, I'm. You're, I'm unfriending you. You're unfriended. Titnish, never come back on your podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. So. so you've traveled, traveled, you've traveled to so many amazing places. I tell me just a top of mind story. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, well, so <laughs> this has nothing to do with birds, but I have that's a few, okay. I have a few good stories, but one time. Uh, I was going to Spain, uh, which I, I never did. I went to find out if the rain in Spain falls mainly <laughs> on the plane. And I, I, I didn't ever find I lived out. there for a year. I don't, I don't think I could answer that one. Really? Oh, good. Well, I lived in Madrid. Yeah. I, yep. And I don't know. It rained. I don't know if it mainly rained on the plane, plane main. I don't know. Well, um, uh, I didn't find out in my short time there uh, last time. So I, so I was kind of hurried. I was 
doing setting up my flight, digging, 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 you know, whatever. So I somehow did the math wrong. I landed at um, 3 p.m. or whatever. I get, I get off the train, I take the train to my hotel, and the hotel says, yeah, we, you have a reservation. It's just not until tomorrow. Oh, oops. Um, oh, okay. Well, geez. So sorry. Um, is there, do you have any rooms? No. There's some festival or something. Nothing. Nobody has rooms. There's nobody. She oh, says, you're not no. going to find a room. I can get, I, you can look. So I, I walk around toting my luggage. I'm not kidding you. Toting my luggage around Madrid. And finally at 11 o'clock at night, you know, after walking and, and going all over and trying to find a place to stay, I just stayed at the park. I, I, was, I was slept on a bench in, in, uh, in the center of Madrid next to the, that park next to the Prada. I forget the name of the park. It's a big park. But, I don't remember the name of that park either, but really? It's a beautiful yeah, park. At least it's, it's pretty. It's a beautiful park. It was a beautiful park. Um, I, I, there were other people that were homeless uh, there as well, and they were, they were friendly and kind to me. It's just that their Spanish was, <laughs> was very good, um, and mine was not. <laughs> so I just sat there and was like, yeah, I'm homeless. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So, Piper's piping up. Piper's Piper the I'm dog. at work. I'm at the office, and I think Piper is being mean to somebody. Hold on, Piper. Piper. <laughs> Are you nice. sure? Are you sure someone didn't just say happy birthday to Piper, and then you know, yeah, Piper, Piper goes crazy with the birthday here, thing. Here, move. Here, you gotta, you gotta get out of my way. <laughs> Piper's. See, this is going to, everybody, if you were, if you get to watch it on live on Facebook, you'd get to see cute Piper, the, oh, the yeah. cute Chihuahua. The we, Chihuahua. Don't know what else, we don't know what else is in Piper just other than Chihuahua. So cute. And it's her birthday every day. And she goes crazy on that. So since you did the last podcast, this podcast is really, um, it, it's talking about kindness. I mean, kindness is my big thing. And you are one of the kinder people I've ever met. You're kind about the environment. You're kind, like, I love how when I asked you, what's the best way? And you're like, your way. Like, you don't, you don't have to, you know, be quiet. You, you don't have to walk. You don't have to do it my way, do it your way, which is like right there tells me this is a loving, kind human being. But have you either witnessed or received or given you know, any kind of kindness that you've seen given or received lately? What, what comes to mind on that? Oh man, every single day. I mean, Yay. that's not even, that's not even a fair question because to me, um, there's so much, I mean, it, it's weird. I think that we focus so much on the, the mean things that people say and do and and that happens and and even those mean people actually have streaks of kindness and do nice things it's just people lose themselves in in our differences and um but you know so there's a person that that disagrees with with my political orientation and I'm not really oriented very strongly but this person um, now he didn't know that, 
because he uh, he um, he did. I wasn't the one who was advertising my political affiliation. You know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but he I was at the gas station and um, and something fell out of my car and the wind blew it and I didn't see it. And this guy takes off in a dead sprint. And he goes and he and he's not in the shape to take off in a dead sprint, to be quite frank. You know, he's, he's sprinting, you know, as fast as he can to go get this piece of paper, which was a which was a receipt that had blown out. But he he went so far out of his way to get my receipt. And I was just like, you know, it's a small, th- I know it's a small thing. It's a small thing, but, but you're, that's it's so like, sweet. it was sweet. And it was also like, you know, it, you see when you don't know who I am and you don't know like that, that I might disagree with you, what you're willing to do for me. Um, and uh, I think that we just, I think that honestly, we just start, we need to start with that a lot more. Um, I was thinking about, and this is a digression a little bit, but so one of the things that the big lie of our species is that we, we've convinced ourselves that we're part of the same family, America. That's not really a thing. That's, a, that's actually a fiction. It's just a fiction that we've created. Missouri. That's also a fiction. Right. Yes. These it's are all not fic- just yes. And so the things that we use to unite us, kind of the, the fictions are the same fictions that can be used to divide us. And and so what we have to remember at the core is we're kind of of the same thing, you know? And um and so I don't know. I, I just, I think that if people understood that really deeply, it could be troubling because it might lead to utter, utter anarchy and a dissolution of systems. That, but, but that's, <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think kindness is so, so prevalent, um, but it's, it's not what's going to make the, the Facebook feeds and stuff like that. So. Right. I, it's, it, it's, it's something I want us to see more of and less of the mean stuff. And maybe, you know, maybe it'll, it'll make a difference. So I have to tie something together here. How did you know the person who was running after your receipt was of a different political affiliation or thought process than you? How did that, where does that fit in? I lost something, I think. Well, how did, how did I know that? Well, because yeah. when they pulled up, they, they had some advertisements on their, uh, on their, the bumper sti- their bumper, their bumper sticker. They were wearing, okay. they, they had a certain, they had a certain hat on, they had a certain gotcha. uniform on, um, uh, that, that, that said pretty clearly what they believed. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but there, but, and not that they, they didn't need to know your political anything. They just, but I, that guy's nice. losing. There's something that he's he needs he might need. I'll go run after it. Yep. Yay. We like that. Yep. Yeah. I think That's, that people agree. There's I Jill uh, Jill Lee who works with me. Jill always says, you know, if we just start with what we agree on, we agree on a lot more. Yeah. We agree yeah. on a lot more. We want good for the earth. I mean, doesn't matter what political party you are. Most people want 
good for people. Yeah. That's Start it. with what, what we agree upon. And people just want to be dignified. People want to be respected and dignified. Yes. You know, I, I tell, I, I, the thing I, t I would tell my kids every day and they got sick of it. I mean, not sick of it, but they would roll their eyes. They would get on the bus and they're older now. Um, but I say every day from the day where they went into kindergarten, I say, show people you love them. You don't have to tell them. Number one. And the second thing was show everybody the respect and dignity of that every soul deserves. And so we, the, the, we have a saying in our house, respect the unique dignity of every individual. And that can be, that could be of for any, any person, but you know, it doesn't all, it's not always about politics. It could be about religion. It could be about what, yep. what sport team you like. It could be about whatever. But if you, if you start with dignifying the person, and, um, and dignifying the value they bring to this amalgam of humanity, th then it totally changes the perspective on, on your relationship. And let me, let me put it to you this way is my daughter's, my daughter was active or when she was younger, um, was active in a youth group at a church and still, I mean, she's still, um, is oriented in that way, which is great. Um, I respect that. But the church really wanted them to do these volunteer things to help these, these people that were in need of help. And I said to my daughter, which I, I, I kind of disagreed with the orientation that they were, they were taking, that these, these people were needed some help of a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old kid. I mean, come on. I said, if you really want to help that, the, these people, why don't you ask them for their wisdom? Why don't you dignify them by letting them give you the value that they possess, that, that, that some of the, the tiny amount of value that they possess? So instead of, 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 of you know, saying to a person, oh, I'm going to show you kindness by by my magnanimity, because of my privilege, because I'm able to do these things. I'm going to, I'm going to show you and I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Why don't you dignify them by letting them help you? And, That's awesome. and so, um, and I called her, I called the youth, I called the youth leader. I mean, she may not like this actually, because she doesn't know that I did this, but I called him and I said, look, I think that you're thinking about this a little bit wrong. I don't want my child to be exposed and raised to an environment where there's a certain set of people that, that are so undignified that they need the help of a 14-year-old kid. You know, it doesn't mean that my 14-year-old kid can't offer value, but let's not make it exclusively a one-way thing. And, I like um, it. That's a really, that is such, that's an awesome perspective to have. I um, love that. I just think of um, I'm not Fran I'm not I'm not Catholic, but I but I studied St. Francis a lot. Um, I, I would imagine big big fan of the the wildlife. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, so when you see how that 
that individual and his compatriot St. Clair um, uh, operated, you see that they, they dignified people. And that's, that's the ultimate measure. Um, that's the ultimate measure to me of kindness is when you can dignify the value of people, not just help them in a moment of need, but let them be dignified. Um, that's, that's what I try to do. I mean, I'm not perfect, but that's what I try to do. Well, Joe, that is an amazing way to end this podcast. I, I love that. Thank you so much for I mean, that. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us on this. This is amazing. Uh, I just love and adore you. So people, uh, I will tell everybody out there that yes, Joe does have a couple of TEDx talks out there that you can look up on YouTube, but what else do you want to leave us with? Any, any last words? Hey, if people want to look me up and ever want to go bird watching, just hit me up. I'm serious. I mean, I'd love taking people bird watching, especially if you're around here, or even if you're not, if you're in Maine, if you're, if you're listening to this in Minnesota, Wisconsin, whatever, Hey, um, I got an electric car now. I have almost guilt-free guilt travel. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I love not, it. My, my carbon footprint's low. I'm, I'm, uh, I'd love to go bird watching. Uh, share. I love. I love to share the beauty of this world with other people. I think that that's where you create more beauty. So awesome. Well, I'll be calling you soon, Joe. I want to go to Creepcore Marsh and the what's the other one? Columbia. Bottom. Bottoms? Yeah, let's go. Bottoms. Let's go. Let's We're going to do a TEDx. We have to do a TEDx field trip. We all want to do it. So we'll plan that soon. Let's do it. All right. And everyone out there, you have been learning about birds, biology, and kindness, and so much more from Joe Steensman. Joe, thank you. Everyone out there, be kind, be loving. Go to Facebook and check out our Facebook group, 100th ME for 100th Monkey Effect. Just talk kindness. Have wonderful days. Love you all. Thank you. <laughs>